You're listening to The Morning Drive with Kurt and Anthony on FM 96.3 and AM 620. WVLT. Welcome back to The Morning Drive, everybody. Kurt and Mark is here this morning. And uh, joining us now in studio is Becca Brown-McKnight, running for city council in Ward 6. Good morning, Becca. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for coming in this morning and being on The Morning Drive with us. And uh, I want to start out, as we do with other candidates, which is this is your first time running, right? Correct. And your first, so your first time on The Morning Drive. So before we get into some of the issues, uh, just start out telling us a little bit of biographical information who you are, uh, what your history's been, how long you've lived in Burlington, and what made you make the decision to decide to run for city council this year? Great. Yes, happy to. So my name is Becca Brown McKnight, and I am running as a Democrat in Ward 6, which is sort of the Hill section neighborhood in Burlington. I am a lifelong Vermonter. I was raised in Norwich, Vermont, and uh, left to get an education. And now I have lived in Burlington for about 10 years. I've always wanted to live in Burlington, and I'm just, I wake up every day being excited to be here. And, um, you know, I think Burlington is an exceptional place that right now is not reaching its potential. And that was really my motivation to step up and run. Uh, I was also excited to participate in the election of the first female mayoral candidate and have the chance to, to serve alongside her in this, what I see as a historic moment. I'm also running as a mom. Uh, I have two young kids. I have a five-year-old and a nine-year-old in elementary school. And I want to build a brighter future for my kids. And I think we need to address some of the tough challenges we're facing if we're going to be able to do that. I also, um, you know, as a mom, I have not seen that voice of a mom with young kids be represented on the city council in the entire 10 years that I've been here. I mean, I with respect to Joan Shannon and Karen Paul, who are also mothers, I think it's important that we have that diversity of perspectives on our governing body. And, you know, moms with young kids are really in touch with what's going on in the community. And I'm excited to bring that perspective. And uh, so let's let's talk about some of the issues. Do you agree that the biggest issue in Burlington right now is public safety slash policing um, because that has seemed to be the biggest focus, I guess not seems to be, it's unquestionably been the biggest issue in the mayor's race and seemingly in most council races. Do you agree that that is the biggest issue that you're hearing from people? And if so, what what's your thoughts on public safety? Yes, I definitely agree with that. That was a main motivating factor in my decision to run. And I have heard a broad consensus from folks all across the political spectrum that I've spoken to throughout the campaign we are all united in wanting to address the public safety challenges. I think policing is a big part of it. And also we have to think about the uh, the homelessness crisis and the substance abuse disorder crisis that we have going on in Burlington. I think all three of those factors are really contributing heavily to what people are experiencing and feeling out there as the public safety crisis. What do you think needs to be done? I mean, we have issues with homelessness, people living on the streets, People can't, getting into Decker Towers, which was in Ward 6. I think it's now been is it in Ward 5 now. It's in Ward 5, yes. It was in Ward 6 previously. But um, people basically have taken over the stairwells in, in Decker Towers. It's just an alarming situation. It's it's like a, almost a war zone for the people that live there. Um, what do you think that the city needs to do to improve the situation? Yeah, I think that the full answer to that question is a very long answer. Um, but I'll give a few things that are top of mind for me. I mean, first of all, we need to be rebuilding the police force. 
um, and supporting our first responders. So I've had meetings with the, with the police union and the fire union. And, you know, I'm a counselor who's going to be out there um, listening to the people who are doing that work on the ground. I also have the endorsement of the municipal workers union. And, you know, I, I'm trying to set a tone that I am a person who really wants to know what what these folks think and to actually take action on it. You know, uh, I think the Decker Tower situation is, you know, honestly, I was I was ashamed to read that article to, to see that that's been going on in our city and to realize that so many of us didn't really know how bad it was because it's been bad for a really long time. And I think we need to take more preventative action. You know, allowing that situation to get so bad is not only, you know, heartbreaking for the people who are involved, but it's also going to now be a lot harder and more expensive to clean up. And I think I'd like to see us uh, get to issues before there's a major, you know, uh, news expose on them. I want us to know about that sooner. And I think that being in close touch with city employees and the, the first responders is a great way to stay ahead of the curve. Do you support Chief John Murad continuing as chief? That's been an issue on the city council. Uh, some councilors blocked him becoming the permanent chief a year or so ago, maybe a little longer than that, by a 6-6 split vote. Uh, then when there were some changes in the council, he did get he did get elected by the council as the permanent chief. And I talked to a lot of officers who thought it was really important. They needed him. They needed the stability uh, from the officers I talked to. Uh, there are some counselors and there is a mayoral candidate who have made some noise about not keeping him on uh, when the nomin- when the process, the appointment process comes up next June. If you were asked by a new mayor what you thought about Chief Mirad and whether he should stay on, what would your answer be? Well, so for I have not had the chance to meet Chief Mirad personally. And so I think that would be my answer is that I want to get to know him better. That said, I don't think we are in a time with the police department where it's a good idea to rock the boat. I think we need steady leadership, and I think all the police officers need to feel that support from us versus you know, worrying about a new mayor coming in and pulling the rug out from underneath them. So I think we, you know, I've been saying right now we need to handle Burlington with care. We don't need to be, you know, rocking the boat, like I said, so to speak. So, um, you know, I'm interested in developing a relationship with Chief Murad and working together to um, to create solutions to the problems we're facing. Becca, with the situation like at Decker Towers, but I mean, this is not just to one particular location. Uh, there are issues across the city. You've spoken a lot about policing and needing to uh, get the force back to full force. Um but what are the other city services that you think that should be brought to bear in order to help solve these problems? Yeah, that's a great question. So I think we need to address our housing crisis. You know, we have people living on the streets and we have nowhere to put them. And we also need to address the substance abuse disorder crisis. We have a really tough situation where even medical professionals are struggling to recommend the proper path of treatment to get out of addiction. Those are really big problems. Those are nationwide problems. Burlington's not going to solve them on our own. And I am uh, interested in making Burlington's voice a lot louder than it has been in Montpelier and developing relationships with our representatives in the state house and the governor to understand uh, what can be done because we can't, um, we need to address this, but we can't pay for it and deal with it on our own. 
Let's go to the phone lines. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. Good morning. Two quick questions. Um, who are you running against? And secondly, it seems to me that if you're so deeply concerned with the voice of working women with young children, you would support Emma, not Jones. So why is that the case? Start out with, uh, well, the first one was your opponent. Yes. Uh, so my opponent's name is Will Anderson, and he is in the Progressive Party. Uh, he is a young man and a financial analyst uh, in the at the state uh, working for Governor Scott. And if I could just jump in for a second, just real quick to say, we've tried to work to get Will on the show. I offered a time that didn't work for him. He came back with another time that was filled, and we're still trying at the last second to get him on. But so far, it hasn't happened. Uh, and then the second part of the question. Yeah, it's a great question. So I, th- I think it's awesome that another mom is running for office. And actually, I have been trying to use my platform as a potential candidate to encourage other moms to think about running as well. And I've, I've had some success and some great conversations there, which I'm excited about. You know, when I look at the mayoral choices, um, you know, I'm running as a Democrat, and that was a very intentional choice. I see the Democratic Party right now as the party who most... Uh, who has most successfully stepped up and taken action. And I've frankly been disappointed by the progressive leadership that we've seen in Burlington in the past few years. And I've felt a loss of trust in their ability to handle the challenges that we have set forth, um, you know, in front of us. And so I've also had the chance and the good fortune to get to know Joan Shannon. She is also a mom. Her daughter is, is uh, you know, has graduated college and is out of the house but I know she brings that mom's perspective to her work and uh, has the experience of raising a child throughout the school system in Burlington, which I really appreciate. And I've really enjoyed being able to get to know Joan. So would it be, be fair to say then when you're talking about a mom's perspective that that's one factor, but there are other factors as well? Yes, of course. That you consider. Um, is that what is is that what you're are you hearing that um when you go door to door in Ward Six, when you talk to your Ward Six potential constituents, friends, and neighbors, that because there is this feeling, and I don't know if it'll come out, if it'll come to pass in the election on March fifth next Tuesday, but that the, the progressive brand has been um, diminished somewhat by their actions of the last few years. That some people are saying, "I'm I'm not going to vote for a progressive for mayor right now." Are you Are you hearing that with some of your constituents? Definitely, yes. It's been a big concern. And um, so, and and do you, let me ask you this too in regard to public safety. Do you think, this is a question Stuart Ledbetter asked to the mayoral candidates, uh, the great Stuart Ledbetter who's now retiring. Uh, he said, do you think that Burlington has become too permissive? In other words, there are people shooting up drugs on the street. Uh, it's a concern to residents. It's a turnoff to tourists that come here. Some tourists have let Kelly Devine know they're not coming back with things they've seen. Do you think, and, and we saw an example of a guy who's had 1,600 incidents yes. with police. Are, are we, has it become too permissive? So I think in some cases we have become too, too permissive. But, you know, I think Burlington is also a place where our instinct is to take care of our people. And I think that's good. And that's an instinct that I share. I think our our police force and our first responders have been, uh, perennially understaffed, and that's a problem that has led to a decrease in services and has made it, uh, you know, people feel the um, feel consequences 
more slowly than they have in the past. And so I think all those things are working together. You know, I don't think the people and the leadership in Burlington are permissive, but I think that we have created an environment that does seem more permissive than it has in the past. And I think we need to change that. And it is concerning when you see a guy who's had 1,600 infractions, incidents, arrests over a period of years. I mean, that's like staggering to people when they hear that. It's, it's absolutely staggering, and I think we need to also address some of the issues in our um, in our judiciary system and deal with the backlog that we have and get some support on the statewide level from that because it's not serving the public. It's not working as intended right now. We're talking to Becca Brown-McKnight. She's a candidate. You're listening to Kurt and Anthony on The Morning Drive on FM 96.3 and AM 620. WVMT. Welcome back to The Morning Drive, everybody. Kurt and Marcus here this morning, and we're continuing our discussion now with Becca Brown-McKnight. She's running for city council in Burlington in Ward 6. If you have a question for Becca, don't hesitate to give us a call, 888-414-0303. And uh, Becca, after the public safety and policing issue, um, I think that the number two issue, at least in my opinion as a citizen and taxpayer in Burlington, and I think it's getting bigger, though, is the affordability issue. Um what we've seen in Montpelier is we're looking at a potential 20% property tax increase it may have been shaved back just a little bit now, but it's very, it's, it seems to be on everybody's mm. minds. Uh, Burlington has uh, with, with the time that we're building a new high school and there's a increase there, the city has a three per, three cent municipal property tax increase. That's being called dubbed as a public safety increase. Um, and there's going to be some kind of cuts of $3 million. We won't find that out until, the new mayor takes place as to where they're going to come from. What is your thoughts on that property tax increase? Are you supportive of it? Uh, what do you think needs to happen in the future? And should Burlington be looking at every single department, scrutinizing every department for savings? Yeah, so I agree with you. I think Burlington has an affordability issue, and we need to be really careful with what we ask the taxpayers to do and you know, the, the increasing that burden. I do support the uh, public safety tax. As we've been talking about pretty much this whole time, we have, you know, public safety is our biggest challenge and we need to support the programs that we've developed and, uh, you know, continue investing in them. In my professional experience, I'm used to being asked by my clients about, you know, what's the ROI? And that's the same perspective that I'll bring to our revenue raising policy in Burlington. You know, when we're going to taxpayers asking them for money, we need to be able to clearly say what they're getting in return. And so that's kind of the lens that I will be looking at all of this with. I'm also interested, you know, there's been a big study, a big cost saving study going on in the city. We're already analyzing potential areas to cut. And so that's going to be one of the first things I, if I'm elected, that I will be looking at and kind of seeing where where we agree on the areas to cut and where we disagree and, you know, I think that's one reason it's really important to elect folks with a demonstrated history of good judgment and who can handle making those decisions because it's not going to be easy. And uh, some of the decisions are not going to be popular, but they're going to need to be made because we can't continue to exponentially increase our budget. I am interested in um, in seeing how we can raise revenue by increasing our grand list in Burlington with a lot of the new housing policy that we're seeing come down the road. You know that, but that will take years to 
uh, to come to bear. So, Becca, can I ask then, I mean, I totally understand and I agree with you. Like nothing should be done without looking at the data and analyzing the information. But at the same time, coming into this role, is there something that you have thought about or in mind or questioned already when you're looking at the expenses and the services that the city provides? Is there an area that you would say, you know, if you if you were to think about this and prioritize the departments, right? Which one or two might come to the come to the top that you would want to go through because it looks like this might be an area where we should have deeper discussion. So, in terms of where I think we need to prioritize our investments, I would say the police force and the fire department and uh, EMT department are top priorities. You know, I, that's not an area where I think it would be wise to make deep cuts. I have not gone through the specifics of the city budget. You know, I don't have an area in mind where I'm like, oh, I'm excited to take out the red pen and, yeah. and get rid of some expenditures. Uh, but I, you know, that's going to be kind of top of the list. And I will be on the hunt for areas to cut. Um, I'm also interested in seeing you know, are there innovative ways that we can raise revenue that are outside of the, you know, the property tax structure? And, um, you know, maybe the mayor is uh, raising the hotel tax right now, which I think that that makes sense. You know, let's raise taxes um, in the, in areas that don't affect uh, the citizens tax bill so much. So I'm interested in that as well. Uh, what about um, when we talk about housing? Uh, Burlington is continuing to try to be able to have the housing project, the city place project. There's going to be more housing built in the south end. But one of the issues also in regard to housing is, um, and I think it goes to Decker Towers, which is they have a myriad of problems there. But mm-hmm. one of them is that they have some drug uh, drug dealers that actually are living in the building, reportedly. And some they've evicted, but it's taken them at times a year to evict a problem tenant that's causing problems for the other tenants who just want to, enjoy the quality of life that they should be able to. Do you think just cause eviction, which Burlington voters have passed, but has languished in Montpelier, and, um, do you think that is helpful in regard to situations like this, or does it make it harder to evict bad problem tenants who are causing problems for other neighbors in a neighborhood or in a building like Decker Towers? Yeah, so I... Um the the just cause eviction i'm you know i'm interested to see where that will come uh, you know i uh i i think burlington has expressed as a city that it's something that we want and so i think we need to consider it and implement it if we can do that in the right way i i have those same concerns about the difficulty of evicting people who are causing problems and frankly creating a, a hellish lifestyle for their neighbors that's not right and if uh, that's going to be an unintended consequence of just cause eviction, that's a big problem. But at the same time, I think there are other rights that just cause eviction does protect that are a good thing. So, you know, I think we have to stop looking at our political decisions in a black and white kind of a format and really find the nuances and address them before something becomes uh, finalized. Let's go to the phone lines. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. Good morning. Regarding cuts to city government, is REIB on the table? REIB um, is a relatively new department in the city in the last few years. 
uh, equity. Um, it um, we had a problem with the previous director. There were some issues. Um, they have a number of employees. It's been cut back a little bit, but it has a big budget. My understanding is it's bigger than the state of Vermont's equity office. What's your thoughts? Should that be looked at carefully to make sure that we are actually getting a big a bang for the taxpayer dollar? So I think it's important to start out by saying that I am a counselor who will do my best to include voices of people of color uh, across the board. And so it's certainly not the first place that I would start with cuts because I think Burlington needs to have a system where we're looking at how people of color are impacted throughout city government. That said, I think any department is is on the table, as I have mentioned, and we need to make sure that it's working for, uh, you know, working as intended. And in that process, what you could expect from me as a counselor is would be to meet with the folks working there now and also to uh, to engage with folks of color in Burlington's community and see what their input is, because I think that's essential. Becca, we're essentially out of time. I want to get one more quick question into you. Um, if you had been on the council the, during these last months, let's say, and the resolution came forward that was in front of the council in regard to people got gathered petitions to put an item on the ballot about the Israeli-Palestine-Hamas war, uh, which called for a ceasefire and seemed to be tilted toward one side, the council decided not to put it on the ballot. Would you have voted to put it on the ballot or would you have voted with the majority to not put it on the ballot, feeling that it's too um, too uh, confrontational? So, again, that's a great question. It's a tough one to end on because it's, it really is a nuanced issue. I think, first of all, I should say that I support freedom for the Palestinian people. I'm also firmly against violence of any kind, especially anti-Semitic violence. And, um, you know, just support peace in the Middle East in general. And I have been calling my senators to request a ceasefire to that effect. I've learned a lot about the system for putting items on the ballot in Burlington. And one thing that really stood out to me is that the Vermont State Supreme Court has ruled that city councilors need to use um, kind of a litmus test of the common good when we're deciding what to put on the ballot. And as I understand it, in this case, there was a lot of concern about the common good by the current counselors. And we, we were hearing from, they were hearing from folks on both sides of this issue that even just having these discussions in City Hall, City Hall about potentially putting the item on the ballot was making them feel unsafe in their community. And so I think that uh, that reasoning made a lot of sense to me. I, If I had been in the council at this time, I would have tried to work with folks from both sides to adjust the language of the petition. I don't think there was enough uh, coordination between our community members before we had kind of gone too far along down the path because I do respect how much work goes into getting a, uh, all those petition signatures. And we won't quite end that way. Take the next 30 or 45 seconds to get, give your best pitch to the voters of Ward 6 listening as to why uh, you're the best candidate to represent Ward 6 right now. Great. Thank you. So I urge you to go check out my website, BeccaForBurlington.com, and I would be happy to hear from anyone. You can email me anytime at BTVBecca.com as well. Um, you know, I, I, I'd like to end by saying this, this race and all of the races, 
they're not, this isn't about me. It's not about the individual candidates running. This is really about all of you, the voters. And so I want to urge everybody to get out, to get involved, to vote, to get to know your elected representatives, to know their names, to send them emails, to voice your concerns, and to really look out for how you all can help uh, move the city forward because it's going to take everyone to do it. And I am a person who's here to help you with that. And that's the kind of counselor I want to be. And I hope to earn your vote to do it. Becca Brown McKnight running for Ward 6 City Council in Burlington. Thanks for being on the morning drive today. Thanks for having me. All right. We're going to check in with news headlines with Fox News and then